Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hola. Bonjour. Ni hao. Moi. Welcome to the Normal Not Normal podcast with myself, Oliver Phelps, and me, James Phelps, and thank you for joining us this week, everybody. And today we have some more of your story times, your questions, and your did you knows. Exactly, exactly. So anyway, James, what have you been getting up to this week? Anything anything fun and enjoyable? Well, it depends what you call fun and enjoyable. I've been very nerdy. I got a new toy for my telescope. So I've been sitting on my roof trying to get photos of Orion this week. What about you? Have you got up to anything even more exciting than that? Even more exciting than that, I uh, I played a bit of golf. I saw some friends and I had a really cool um, cameo calls, actually. First one was from uh, Alina in Russia, who actually gave me a nice speech about her rant appreciation. And she was saying how it just, yeah, yeah, how it, how it almost made it okay for her to just have a little rant. And I said, make sure you do it to yourself, though, sometimes, not in just general public if you're on the bus or something. But it was really nice to hear that. Yeah, and another cool thing I did, actually, earlier this week was help uh, Valencia Football Club announce a new signing. Did you? Yeah. They contacted me the day before and said, and said Oliver, this, this, this player is about to sign with us on loan for the rest of the season. Uh, how would you feel about helping us out? So I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, so yeah, so I literally just did like a little talk thing about, um, it was all a bit Potter-esque, I suppose, and basically saying like, you know, this guy's a magician on the wing. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, and then they flipped it in. So I hope that uh, that Brian Gill does very, very well there in uh, in Valencia for the rest of the season. Very much. Amund. Amund, Amund, everybody. Anyway, moving on. I hope people are still listening, because we were very boring there, Joe. I know, yeah. Should we do something different? Should we add another one? Since, uh, I'm trying another thing I did. Oh, so, I know. So. Happy birthday to Tonto, Verdi Collie. He turned five on Monday. He did, didn't I he? Think, yeah. I think, that's, I think that's saved the intro. No, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you another thing, actually. Now we're talking about it. I went for a walk in the park yesterday. And you know when, you know, fair enough, it's a natural, it's a big park, big reserve, and people can let their dogs off lead. Fair enough. Yep. But dog comes up to me. He's he's not he's not a big dog, but he's muddy as anything. He's obviously been in the lake and in the road and everything like that. And he's getting really, really close. And I'm like, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I'm, I'm a dog person. But I didn't want to get muddy. And you know when like the, the owner is just like, oh, he, he's a people person. I was like, right. Can you move your dog, though? I didn't say this, but I'm just like still thinking like, okay, he's going to, she's going to call him away, going to call him away, call him away. Bypasses me and jumps straight up on my mate, <laughs> right? And then the woman, right, who was, um, who was owning the dog, who was walking with it, just said, oh, you're going to have to clean those when you get in. That was it. There wasn't even an apology or anything like that. So 
answers to the normal address, normal not normal pod, uh, podcast at gmail.com, what would be the most dignified, correct response to such an event? Yes. Moving on, we get to our story times. And thank you once again to everyone who wrote in. Our first story comes from Lilina in Sweden. Hi, James and Oliver. I just want to say thank you for an amazing podcast. My story is about my oldest sister. And she doesn't know that I'm telling you this. So if we could just keep this between us, it would be great. My sister was around three, four years old when this happened. She and my dad went out for a walk, and when they came to a small forest road, there was a snake laying on a rock and enjoying the sun. A normal person would just pass by and ignore it, but my sister did not. She approached it, took it by the tail, lifted it up, turned to my dad and said, Look, dad, what a huge worm! My dad panicked and told her to let it go carefully. Instead of doing so, she threw it away. So the snake flew through the air and landed somewhere in the grass. And my sister kept walking as if nothing had happened. I also have a question for you, if that's okay. We all know that Fred and George have their own joke shop. But if you had a chance to have your own shop, what kind of shop would it be and what would it be called? Stay safe and, as we say in Swedish, Elskerien. Bye. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it, though, how um, how uh, Lilina just said, oh, yeah, it's, um, you know, my sister doesn't know I'm telling you this, um, so please don't tell anyone. We didn't tell anyone, but thank you for sharing it with everybody else that was such an amazing story um yeah and i think that just shows the fearlessness of youth do you think the snake remembers it probably he's probably got a headache <laughs> just there sunbathing oh look here comes a little girl hello little girl <laughs> yeah oh well there we go but anyway no that was uh, that was a very good story i don't think i've ever done anything like that i remember when we were playing golf in um arizona can you remember oh when we were in buggies yeah don't go and get oh yeah oh yeah no, I was going to say when you play when you play in like the the west side of of the states, it's quite deserty, and there's always signs saying if your ball goes off off the course, essentially into the desert, don't try and re- re- get it back because there's rattlesnakes everywhere. Mm-hmm. We learned this in when we're playing in Arizona when an actual rattlesnake rattled past, big fella. Yeah, a great question as well. So if you could open a store, what would it be? I would open a store which is either. Can I have like a three? I'll have a, a three-floored store. Ground floor would be Lego, much as possible. And then I was watching. Have you ever seen Lego Masters as well? By the way, the TV program is incredible. I saw the Australian one the other day, and that's build this massive tower. It is insane. Mad. Definitely recommend checking those out. Anyway, and I'll, I'll probably get one of those guys to um, knock something together, and it's world class. Middle floor would be. Um, cameras and telescopes and things like that, spacey stuff. Would that not be better on the top floor though? So you could have a little skylight to try them out. I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking, right, you could have like this, this amazing store and you could be like, oh, do you want to try this telescope out? Come at night time and then pull a lever or push a button and the roof just goes like that and you can just, yeah. yeah Who true. wouldn't buy okay. that telescope? Okay, then I'll put that on the roof um, with a 
open retractable roof um and then the okay so then now the middle floor would be a paddleboard shop wow but it would have its own pool which mimics waves and things like that so you could actually get in and try them shouldn't that be on the bottom floor then no because this makes it more interesting no but i'm just saying what if you've got your lego designers and they're like what's that drip drip they, then they can quickly build get some lego up there bucket. patch it patch it exactly. with some lego done there you go. There you go. That would be my store. Okay, excellent. My store would uh, would be represent.com slash store slash normal, not normal. And thank you very much for everybody who's continued to buy our merchandise, by the way. It's great to see. Someone actually sent me a photo of people. All like, I've, I've had photos of them wearing it all over the world. I had one recently in front of Picchu. That was cool. Really? Yeah. No way. James, have you got another story for us? Yeah, so our, f- our next story is from Reme in China. Hello. Uh, Ni hao. I'm going to share with you guys a funny story that happened a few weeks ago. So one night I woke up because I needed to go to the bathroom. When I was done and ready to go back to my lovely bed, I heard my dad shouting in his bedroom. Help me catch that thief, he shouted. I could hear all the sounds of running footsteps. I panicked and thought that someone had broken into the house. So I ran back to my room and locked the door, thinking my dad could deal with it on his own. The next day, my dad didn't even mention the break-in. So when I asked him about it, he acted surprised and said he didn't remember it at all. Finally, my mum told me that my dad talks in his sleep. So, there were no thieves and those footsteps were probably just my border collie dog running around. That was when I first learned about sleep talking. James and Oliver, do either of you talk in your sleep? I, I, I don't really talk that much. I don't think I talk that much in my sleep. But I know, so actually my wife's mate, who I won't name to protect the innocent, I did hear that she sleep talks. and But her, she only says the same thing over and over again, especially if she's startled and wakes up. And so she just, she just wakes up going, night, 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 night. Which, <laughs> could you imagine if someone broke into your house and someone started screaming night, 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 night. <laughs> Has she got a partner? Like yeah, yeah, share yeah. the better. Yeah. Could you imagine the first time they hear that? That'd be had to come with a warning, wouldn't it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, very good. Right, and our next story. We're going literally all over the globe with this one. Um so we've had some stories from Sweden, from China, and now we go to Mumbai in India from Harsh Chowdhury, who says, I have had a different childhood to many of my friends due to my interest in space and robotics. I founded a company in my eighth grade and another one in my 11th to solve real life problems with technology. Two years ago, my business partner, who's also my dad, and I went to a meeting. When we arrived, the person we were meeting saw me and said to my dad in a cute voice, oh, you brought your son with you. No problem, I'll get him a chair and he can sit in the waiting room. Dad told My dad then told him, actually, it was his son who owned the company, not him. I then went on to lead the entire business meeting. Could you, I mean, well done, Hash, first of all, for just sticking with it. And then when someone just looks at you like, oh, no, that's just a little boy. But, mate, that is absolutely incredible. That's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? That is awesome, mate. That is awesome. Well, I hope the meeting went really well, and especially being able to blend your your passion with robotics and with science and just uh, and just to move that forward so i really hope that all went very successful for you and uh, yeah isn't that isn't that awful when stuff like that happens when people perceive you uh, be it based on your age or something like that like i remember i bought my first house um 
well, I was relatively relatively young, fortunate to do that. And uh, I remember every time someone would knock on the door, like a cold caller would come to the door, and they'd be like, "You're right, mate. Your mum and dad in?" No. Okay, shut the door. So there's always a benefit to it, and I'm sure, Hush, that I'm sure that he was able to. The man actually saw you, and then by the end of the meeting, was so blown away by what you were saying. He probably took it a lot more on board. So well done, matey, for doing all that. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. And I guarantee that certain gentleman must have felt yay big when your dad said that, especially then when you came in and started bossing it. So huge congratulations. And I really do hope that your company go on to success and success and success. And we hear lots more about it in the future. So thank you so much for listening. Now on to the questions. So this question is from Mariana. And she asks, if you were a character in a horror film, do you think you would make it to the end? Right. I I would like to think I would, but here's why. I would like to play a character in a horror film who just isn't absolute, like who doesn't actually, who isn't the bad guy, who isn't the good guy, but he's quite happy to let other people, like he tries to be like someone who plays like really good intentions, but really he's just a wimp. And just is quite happy to run out, and it becomes Darwinism. You don't have to be the fastest; you just can't be the slowest. Be that character. Very much so. Um, I've so I've I've done a couple of horror films, and I think I've died in all of them. So I'd like to keep that going. What was your worst death in one of them? Um, I remember one. I was shot, and literally uh, trying to save the the main character, and the last line was, "Oh, that really wasn't worth it," and he dies. Spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah, but it was quite a good line oh, to go no. out. I thought, um, but but I, I I I mean, I really enjoy horror films when there's because every time it's always there's a creepy house somewhere in the middle of the woods, a smoke filling everything, and it's really creepy. And they think, hmm, let's go in there. Like, mm. why why the hell mm. would you ever do that? But I think that's what you say in every horror film because you know exactly what's coming, and it's always. The silliest person normally ends up copping it first, don't they? So yeah, yeah. I always think there's there was there was always two. I remember from years ago what really like messed me up watching horror films for a while. One was the the Ring, <laughs> messed up, and don't the, the, the TV the, on static. And there's the two versions of it as well. There's like the more modern version of it, but there's also the original version of The Hills Have Eyes. I don't know if you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. It's messed up. But again, yeah. again, as you say, the silly people kind of cop it first. I always, uh, if you've ever seen Final Destination, or I think it's Final Destination 2, I think it is. It's a good film. Very fun. Well, I found it hilarious, actually, just like the random deaths which happen to the characters. Um, but there's a scene when they're in New... I think they're, well, they're walking past a, a building. And you know, especially in New York, they have the fire escapes outside with the ladders, and they're outside the building. Basically, one of those kills someone. And to this day, if I'm ever around that, I never walk under them. No, it's a bit no, like true. it's a bit like true. going back to like Final in, Destination. Yeah. It's a bit like when say. there's a logging lorry, uh, a truck carrying loads of logs. Yeah, you'll only ever see the only people driving behind that thing are people who have never seen that movie. Well, I was watching right. I, I was driving in Oregon a couple of years ago, and it took me ages to get anywhere because of the distance I was leaving. Because there's that many lorry. Uh, lorries pulling with like all the logs and everything on the back of them. It took me forever to get anywhere around there, and I based that purely on the notion of that movie. <laughs> so moving on to a bit of a more uh, normal question, uh, which, is, which comes from Haley, and Haley asks, "What pets did you guys have when growing up?" Well, 
we had we had two types we had fish and we had dogs so the dogs we always had uh what mum and dad always have are uh, the breed bearded collies and uh we had a couple of those growing up there was tom there was jerry there was ewan there was sevi there was Roop, and there is tonto now so they're the uh, they're the, the beardies from it, and then we had two fish as well. Now, when we were when we were growing up, there was a really popular kids like crime cartoon about these fish called Sharky and George. Crime busters off the sea, and uh, anyway, so we uh, we ended up watching uh, that quite a lot. So we got this these goldfish, and we had Sharky and George. And funny enough, George, right, being a goldfish, haha many years later um and then george never he was like oh i just got you on about there sorry i completely oh, there we go yeah, yeah, yeah. well done um and then george was actually about nine or ten when he he eventually died which for a goldfish is very good had, but it actually turned out he had a good innings i know well no shark no because shark sharky didn't survive for long <laughs> sharky's all the week but then he had enough <laughs> george survived like we said years and he kept changing shape and size every so often and his color changed a little bit he was like mm. like a moving thing obviously he's a moving fish um but eventually we just and then one one day eventually george succumbed to uh inevitability anyway he had a really good innings anyway it turned out for years my dad kept replacing george with another George, hmm. because he didn't want us to know that George had uh, had gone. Um, so, so that's why. So, yeah, that was a, a nice little thing. But then, actually, when we're talking about dogs as well, the dogs that we had, can I tell the one Ewan story? Which one? So the one, so the one beard we had, Ewan, he was an absolute lunatic, very loyal dog, but he did what he wanted. He was very much a he was a very, he was too he was very very cle- like incredibly clever like he so beard is a natural sheep dogs even though we never taught him talking about dogs off the lead in the park remember when he heard it up yeah. the <laughs> farmer with the cows once yeah and the farmer was like can you call him back and stop him he's like we have no idea what he's doing he's literally like crouching towards them and herding them in a perfect circle it's quite cool to watch and he would he would squeaky toys he would go and sit in the garden he would literally speak to the birds it's yeah he and would we do, figured yeah. yeah he'd sit there squeaking we literally figured he was doing that for a while, and also you'd hear the birds tweeting back, and you'd start squeaking back at them and back and forth. Quite incredible. Anyway, Ewan, he held a grudge, and also when he was muddy, he didn't want to be left in the kitchen. So one day he was staying at our house, and he came in from the garden very muddy. I said to him, "Okay, you're gonna have to stay in the garden in the kitchen just for a couple of minutes, just so you can dry off." As I was trying to leave the room, he barged past me and ran through the house, muddy paws everywhere. I was very cross and I told him off. And he kind of like looked at me, yeah, what are you going to do? Anyway, that night, so I, 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 I tried to uh, do the thing of ignoring him to show I'm, I'm mad at him. Oliver was a soft touch and you knew this. He knew, he knew he had an ally in me. So I was in my bed one night. I was fast asleep. Also, I hear the door open and I see Ewan plodding. I was like, hello, Ewan. Ewan then decides to cock his leg at my bed. Before I know what's going on, so I jump out of bed, I chase after him to stop him. I then find Ewan is in Oliver's room with his, like, pretending to be asleep, but his one eye is open looking at me. Very clever dog, hold a grudge. Yeah, and he was was one of these lads, as you say, he was um, very personable. 
dog, and I'm sure a lot a lot of people who've got who've got pets like that find that uh, find that with them. But with me, he was just like. As, as James said, he was a very intelligent lad, and uh, even to the point where there was times when so we were all, I was away filming, and my uh, my wife um, we weren't married at the time, but she was. I said, "Oh, do you mind watching the dogs? Mum and Dad are away. Uh, do you mind? Do you mind watching him?" So she said, "Okay, yeah." I said, "But he can be a bit funny if we go you know, on like walks and stuff like that." So just just be aware. Okay, and then end of the week, I come back from filming. I said, "Oh, how how was he?" He, said, he was fine. He was just like no problem at all. So we sat down watching a film on the TV. And Ewan walks in, and he walks in literally with a um, a padlock from somewhere. I don't know where he's got this padlock from, and just sits in front of the TV, puts it down on his paws as if to say, "I know I'm not supposed to have this. You know I'm not supposed to have this. What are you gonna do?" And it was almost this case of right, I'm still here type thing. Um, yeah, and I love personalities like that. Yeah, but he would like nick the remote and go and sit under a table. Yeah, and just look at you. And then if you go near him, you'd see the teeth. <laughs> the teeth come up so that was our pets um the next question is from michaela so michaela asks if you could live anywhere in the world with expenses paid of course where would you live mm. great question i've been giving this a lot of thought i mean i i'd have to live near the sea if i could live anywhere it'd be near the sea so i could it'd have to be some oh, that's the thing question. that's the thing i think 50 50 i'd like because i like where i live now in the summer in the winter I can't stand it. So probably somewhere nice, like, I don't know, Melbourne. Gets very hot in the summer, though. I know, I've been there. It's great. It's absolutely brilliant. Can't go skiing in Melbourne, though. That's fine by me. It's fine. I'd like my own private island in the Exumas in the Bahamas. Oh, right, okay. All expenses paid if I could live anywhere. Is that the one with the pigs? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, but then there's no cricket. They're swimming pig. When I, when I say they're the ones with the pigs, they, these like these pigs will swim. St. Lucia was cool. Oh yeah, it was yeah. That was really cool. Oh oh oh, it's gonna be a good edit. Isn't it? I know. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not doing this edit today. <laughs> Actually, I've got I've got one I could recommend, uh, which I'd love to live for a little bit. Austin, Texas. Yes. Good music scene, good weather, decent golf, decent ale, good barbecue, and uh, yeah. tax breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good idea. Anyway, anyway, before this gets a bit semi-political, uh, we're going to move on now um, to uh, Did You Knows? And the first one uh, comes from Catherine from Brittany in France. Bonjour, Catherine. And uh, she says, did you know in French there is an app called Chizam, which helps you recognise different cheeses? So it's a bit like, I assume it's like Shazam. And instead of, oh, wow, I love this tune. What is it? It's, love that, love that cheese. What is it? Great. I assume you take a photo, you don't just put the microphone next to it and it can smell it. Each cheese has a different sound. That'd be good. Very good. That'd be good. But how does that work? I wonder how that works. Does it have to be in like perfect squares or written around out of the out of the wax and everything? They're pretty clever, aren't they? I've I've I'm sad enough I've got an app which tells me what flowers are what. Yeah, yeah, I've got a wine one. The next did you know is from Viola from China, and she says, Did you know? that this year is the year of the tiger in the Chinese traditional calendar. And according to the 12 Chinese zodiac signs, both of your Chinese zodiac animal is also the tiger. I like that. In Chinese culture, it is unlucky to be in your animal year. So protect them <laughs> from this. People wear something red. He says wearing something blue. Yeah. Because in our culture, red stands for justice, bravery and luck. Just like Gryffindor. Well, there you go. Thank you very much, Viola. That was a 
a very good fact. I've, I've and, got some red. I've got some red on me today. There you are. You've got that. And can I also say, how to everybody in China. I think I pronounced that right. Happy New Year to you. I hope you all had a fantastic first time. Well, the first of the celebrations earlier in the week, and I hope that the many days. Well, it's like a month tradition, isn't it, for everybody? So I hope you have a good time. So I thought I could share my little did you know fact about uh, Chinese New Year. So uh, happy Chinese New Year. Happy Spring Festival to the one sixth of the world's population that celebrate this. And I know that it is the longest public holiday and the whole country is on the move there, especially in China. And did you know that people try and get home to where they're from and with their families? So it's a lot like, Christmas or Thanksgiving in the States, everybody is trying to get home to be with their family. And this makes it the world's largest annual migration known as the Spring Festival Travel Rush. And the total trips right, made by planes, trains, automobiles, boats, everything can reach nearly three billion journeys. There we are. So guys, I hope that the travel isn't too bad. I hope that you don't have any screaming children next to you. I hope you don't have any snoring people next to you. I hope that everybody there has washed correctly. <laughs> I'm just going through all my pet hates of when I'm traveling. But yeah, so anyway, guys, thank you very much for all your did you knows, your stories, uh, your questions. I hope you've had a good time listening to this one. We've had a great one recording it. And Valentine's Day is coming up. So the next uh, listener participation episode will be around Valentine's Day. And some of you might be looking forward to it. Some of you might be dreading it. Some of you might not care one bit. Either way, send us your Valentine's Day themed stories uh, to the normal address, which is normalnotnormalpodcast at gmail.com. That's normalnotnormalpodcast at gmail.com. And we can have a bit of fun with that. Yes, we want to hear both your good and not so good uh, Valentine's Day stories. I'm trying to think I might have a bad one anyway to throw out there at some point. Um, But yeah, anyway, maybe I'll save the rant. Maybe I'll save a rant for next week's for next week's episode. We'll see. Anyway, guys, join us for the next episode of Normal Not Normal next time. Thank you so much for your uh, your accompanying us today on today's random journey. And as I've said before, I'm Oliver Phelps. And I'm James Phelps. Like you said, thank you so much for listening with us, supporting us, and we really do hope that you'll have an amazing rest of your week. Take care. Bye-bye. Normal Not Normal is a stable production.